You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. You may take your seats. God bless you. Good evening. It's so good to be back and uh, so vibrant. You need to... uh, Give yourselves a hand. You're doing a great job. You've got meetings after meetings. You're doing a great job. Come on, put your hands together for all those people that are involved in what God is doing here at CLM. It is so, so good to be here. For me, yes, I do love Martin and Esther and their family, but I also love the church here. Uh, For me, I'm sure you get a lot of speakers that come and say it's a home away from home, but I'm probably one of the guys that travels a bit longer than most people, so I take it seriously, or I lose some sleep, I get some jet lag, and then I get jet lag when I go back, and just when I've got out of the jet lag, I go back and get it for the next two weeks, so, you know, thank you very much for your your generosity. It's really good when I walked in tonight, interesting is that I I spoke to a lot of people, uh, uh, familiar faces, and faces uh, I've never seen before, but just various testimonies of people running up to me and say, did you know that you prayed a couple of years ago over our family, we were believing for a child, and now we've got Adeline, which is incredible, And, uh, and I thank God, he is a good God, isn't he? He is faithful, and tonight he's going to be honored, he's going to be glorified, and he's going to be lifted up. Because, you know, if you lift up the name of Jesus, his word says that all people are drawn unto him. And if he's honored and glorified, it's amazing what he's going to do in this place here tonight. Same thing happened this morning. I went into a church. Uh, The person that came up to me wasn't in the service two years ago, but I prayed for them on the phone while I was in the service because they were having a challenging day, a tough day. They were believing God for a family. And to be honest with you, he was a little angry with God that it couldn't happen. So I thought, you know what? Rather than me leaving without speaking to him, get him on the phone, got him on the phone. He was at home because he sort of refused to come to church. So I got on the phone and prayed for him and his family. I got there today and I just saw their little daughter in a pram and he's back in church. Thank God for his goodness. Isn't that really good? For some of you that don't know me, my name is Nicholas, and I pastor a church in Melbourne, Australia, called Hills Church. My wife's name is Nicola. Everyone say Nicola. Nicola. I have three sons and four grandchildren, and it's pretty exciting. Okay. Okay. The youngest is three, four weeks old. The next one is like uh, three months old. And then we've got Caleb's, who's nearly three, and Joey, who is five. You wouldn't thought, look how young I look as a grandfather. It's wonderful. But tonight, I want us to have the opportunity to have an encounter with God through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the most important for us thing to do tonight. You know, I know I have a sense in my heart that many have come with a sense of expectation, so I count it an absolute privilege an honor to be here tonight, to minister with you, to share with you, to laugh with you, to cry with you, to pray with you, and see the presence of God move amongst us here tonight. I know there is an expectation, and I know when I last was here, we talked about that he is a God of expectation, and he meets our expectation, 
And no matter where you find yourself today on Father's Day, no matter where you find yourself in life, in the season that you're in, he is the God who is good in the valley, and he's also the God who is good on the mountaintop. He's the God in the middle while you're carrying through or going through whatever you're going through right now. But just remember this. The world may change. Everything around us may change. Things may change, but God never changes. He is good, he is faithful, and he will always remain the same. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for that expectation to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, would you just come and saturate us no matter how we feel? Even if we don't feel your presence, you are here because you say you never leave us nor forsake us. And Father, right now, Lord God, fill our hearts, fill our lives, fill our minds in this place, in this auditorium. Father, right now, we stir up the gift of God in this house that, Lord God, many miracles would take place, that those that desire to be healed would be healed. Those that need a touch from heaven in their mind would be transformed in the renewing of their mind today. Those that need right now just a just a a freshness of your spirit, would you just come and touch us tonight? May we pay attention right now to your presence, to what you want to do in this place, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to read out of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 21. And it reads, my son or daughter or child, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear. Now, I just want you to pause just for a moment before I continue on. Many of us have probably read this scripture and passage many times, but I just want us to take a little bit, a little bit of time, a little bit slower to pay attention to what God is really speaking to us tonight. It says, I want you to listen. I want you to pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear. Another version would say, um, uh, bend your ear. You know, you ever been in a crowd and there's a lot of noise and you're trying to hear what another person is saying. You're trying to get an understanding. And so what you do is you, you sort of cup your ear or you bend your ear just to really pick up what that person is saying. I believe here right now God is getting our attention. Pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Another version says, to my sayings, do not let them out of your sight, keep them within your heart. It says, I want you to hear what I say, but I also want you to see also what I say. It's interesting, not only do I want you to hear, but I want you to see, and when you see, you will hear, when you hear, you will see. It's taking a hold of the word of God, what he is saying to us, and then all of a sudden, it is embedded into our heart, it is nurtured into our heart, and then he says, everything that I say to you, pay attention to it. Now, I want you to keep it, and I want you to guard it with all your heart. You know, uh, about six months ago, Nicola and I celebrated our six-month wedding, uh, sorry, six-month, our 29th wedding anniversary, six months ago. Did you like that? I got your attention. <laughs> and um, it was interesting because it was one of those weeks, you know those weeks where you feel like, I'm ready for a break. 
No. Okay. One of those weeks where it's been full, uh, ministering, talking to a lot of people. And do you want to be honest with you? Maybe my attitude wasn't really where it should be on that particular week before us going away and celebrating one or two nights for our 29th wedding anniversary. So cut a long story short, we got to the hotel and got to the counter to do the reception. And basically, I wasn't giving much notice to what was going on around me. All I wanted to do was, please give me my key to my room. I'll sign the paper. See you later. Have a great day. Has anyone ever been in a situation like that before? It's probably not a good attitude. It's probably not something that is conducive to us paying attention, but that's exactly what I did. But as this lady was conversing, Nicola was replying, I was not there. I had not checked in at that point. All I checked in was, I am now going to my room. God bless you. Thank you very much. But what I wasn't listening to was the dialogue that was taking place between the person at the other side of the counter and my wife. The dialogue was that the lady offered my wife and I a one-bedroom suite that was bigger than our house free, double the amount with everything that went with it. Now, I didn't pick it up. And as we were walking to the, uh, to the elevator, my wife says, you weren't listening, were you? I said, no. She goes, well, that was rude. It wasn't, come on, wasn't respectful. Why? What do you mean? That lady just gave us an upgrade. You see, that night I missed the opportunity, I wasn't paying attention, I was rude. Now, luckily, I did go upstairs. Once my wife rebuked me, I went downstairs, I thanked the lady, and I apologized for my rudeness for not paying attention. Life can be like that sometimes. We are so busy doing what we're doing that we're not paying attention to the things that we should be paying attention to, and if we do, we may not miss the opportunity of God speaking to us. You know, I, when I, I remember when I arrived into Hong Kong, Hong Kong, before I got here to the UK, a very busy place in Hong Kong. Anyone ever been to Hong Kong? It is busy, loads of people. But what I did notice, the affair and the relationship that our world now has with their mobile phones. I'm getting somewhere with this, stay with me. Our mobile phones, everywhere I went, they either had their headphones on, their earpieces on, uh, speaking on their phones, walking the street, going to work, coming home from work, really ignoring and not paying attention to the environment they're in. Then I got off, to the, off the plane in Heathrow and the same thing was happening. I spent time in London, the same thing was happening. Everywhere I went, people were busy on their phones, checking their phones, talking on their phones, not really paying attention to what was happening around them and to those around them. Hasn't the world shifted and changed in a big way? Now, what we've got to understand is it's not going to change. It's, 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 it's only going to increase and excel. But all the more in the world that we're living in, we need to pay attention to what God is saying. For me, a few weeks ago in that hotel, uh, being here in the UK, uh, being in Hong Kong, God was saying to me very clearly, son, I just want you to slow down. Everyone say slow down. slow down. I want you to think. I don't want you to be in such a hurry. I want you to, to stop and pay attention, to, to look and to listen. All the more 
in the world that we live in today. How many agree that we are in the digital age? Yeah. Turn to the person say, next to you and say, yes, that's right. Now, I am not here to put down the digital age. It's here to stay. It can be a, a wonderful and a powerful tool for the gospel to be advanced. There is no doubt about it. But also the digital age has shrunk our concentration span. Uh, right now, our concentration span is about eight seconds. It's doubled in the last 15 years. Uh, it's gone half of what it is in the last 15 years. Incredible. Our attention span has shrunk so much to the point where, for some of you, how many actually listen to podcasts and YouTube? Watch YouTube. Yeah, what is interesting, remember when we first got into YouTube and pod podcasts, we would listen to messages or we'll go to messages that will last for 45 minutes and 40 minutes and 35 minutes. And have you ever noticed now when you are doing some research, you would like to browse, how many of you, come on, be honest, how many of you actually skip the ones that have got 40, 30 minutes, 20 minutes and look for the ones that last eight to 10 minutes because that, you can fit that into your time. Come on. Things have changed, and we need to acknowledge that things have changed, but it does come with a cost if we don't understand what God is saying to us today about paying attention. What about the here and now living in the moment? What about the here and now? What is God doing right now amongst us? What is God doing in your life? What is God doing in your church right now? These things that I'm talking about rob us from celebrating and experiencing the here and now. Paying attention to what God is doing in our lives. It's difficult and it's different. Who's exhausted already? <laughs> Pay attention to live in the moment can increase your happiness. In a secular book, Mind Not Happy Mind, it claims that people spend 46.9% of their waking hours thinking about something other than what they're doing, and this wandering typically makes them unhappy. How incredible is that? I don't know where they get the 46.9% from, but it's interesting it's interesting in the age of Facebook and Instagram, in my time it was MySpace. Um, I, went, I, did a, I spoke at a youth camp uh, about a year ago. Instead of me saying Facebook, I said Bookface. Yeah. It didn't go down all that well with all the young people. <laughs> but it's true. All of a sudden, these things that, that take our attention, it's here, it's here to stay. In the world that we're living in, in the place that we're living in, the world is different. It's a lot noisier. It's a lot busier. Who's exhausted? Come on. There is even a lot of opinion. And if you don't understand where you're coming from, you're only going to be adding to the noise. And what I want to encourage us with today is that in this age and day that we would pay attention. There is a lot going on. And guess what, church? Right now, there is an expectation. There are things that are competing for your time. Yeah. They are competing with your, for your thoughts. They're competing for your soul. But right now, could we pay attention in this environment, in this sanctuary, in the presence of God, for God to do something wonderful amongst us? Let's pay attention. Pay attention. You know, what I find interesting is that I've started changing sometimes the way that I read and pray. 
Uh, who's got Bible apps on your tablet or your phone? Wonderful things. Wonderful. And I do use them. But uh, I found I get a little bit more distracted these days. I find that people that were very avid readings aren't as, as you know, big on reading anymore because the age of technology has shifted a lot of that and it's really somehow programmed our brain to think a certain way and, and process a certain way. But I find, ever been praying and all of a sudden you start to wander after about 30 seconds? You start to wonder after about a minute? Or you start to read the word of God and you start flicking the pages and you start reading and you get about halfway in and all of a sudden you're thinking about something else. Come on, give me a wave. Thank you for your honesty. This is a good, holy church. <laughs> I find it interesting. Can I just encourage you today? Don't give up. It's actually a time for you to train and practice yourself to pay attention to when you're praying, to when you're reading and pay attention to what God is about to do. It's going to take, it's not easy, but I want to leave you with a word of encouragement. You can do it by training and practice. You're saying, what? It's incredible how much distraction there is around us. For those of you that drive a car, have you ever jumped in your car? You've turned the engine on. You know you're going to a destination. You've arrived and you've tried to work out how you got there. How did I get here? Imagine all the things that you were thinking about while you were driving, or the conversation that you were having on hands-free in your car, getting to the other end and realizing you've just driven half an hour or 15 minutes, and you've just tried to work out, how did I get here? I think it's incredible. A lot has changed over the years. The way we work, the way we use our phones, the way we do business, the way we do church, or oh, the trendy word, the way we do multitasking, all these things. I remember the day, and many of you remember the day if you're around my age or a little bit older, that we had landlines in our house. There was a telephone on the wall. There was a telephone maybe on the bench. Come on, give me a wave. Maybe you've still got one. My telephone had a little dial that you would do this with. Hello? I remember that I had to, I had to uh, prepare a date with my then girlfriend, now wife. Hey, I'll ring you at 7.30 tonight. I'll be there. And the phone rings. You see, I can remember my telephone number, 95449438. Most of us can't even remember our mobile phone number. And, and here I am just doing that, and I, I speak to my wife. We, we, we planned. I, I'm being a bit of tongue-in-cheek here, right? but we planned, and then we'd say, no, you hang up. No, 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 you hang up. No, you hang up, and you're there for the next half an hour. Someone's going to have to. You didn't do that, did you, Martin? You were a lot older. You were a lot older. I'm getting somewhere tonight, church. Who's exhausted? All the more to be intentional or deliberate to pay attention. We really need to practice and train ourselves to pay attention, to pay attention to God, to pay attention to his word, to pay attention to the people around us, to pay attention to the world around us, but also paying attention to what God is doing now. Think about this for a moment. Jesus is present in the present. 
Jesus is present in the present. You've come tonight. I, I sense it in my heart. There is a sense of expectation. Don't switch off. Keep hungry for what God is about to do in your life. God is present. Jesus is present in the present. To pay attention is to take notice, to listen, to watch. My child, pay attention to what I say. So the first thing, I've only got a couple of short points for you tonight before we pray. Pay attention to what he speaks. Pay attention to what he speaks. It will take practice. It will take training. In Hebrews 5, verse 14, it says, But solid food, Hebrews 5, 14, But solid food is for the mature, whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between good and evil. But solid food is for the mature, whose senses are trained by practice. Hearing God, but not just hearing God, church, but also stepping out. To be obedient to God, to step out what God speaks to us about and what he, what he is saying to us. In Matthew eleven fifteen, whoever has ears, let them hear. It's the internal senses. In the, NI, in, uh, sorry, the New King James, it says, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. Who would like to hear from God? We all want to hear from God. It's his desire that he would speak to us. It's his desire that he would be with us. The way we do that, we pay attention to his spirit. He wants to help you. Putting into practice what God is saying. It's your, it's your senses. Ever that use words like, I sense something? Ever use those words that, oh, I've got a bit of a, a gut feeling? Come on. You see, I, I, I don't want to take away the seriousness of it, but we just got to demystify all this, that God speaks to you. Now, we have our natural faculties, but internally, that internal voice, that soft voice, that gentle voice of the Holy Spirit, you know, he wants us to pay attention, but with so much going on in our world, so much that we are cramming in, maybe we're missing the opportunity because we're not paying attention. For me, while I've been here, even though I've been busy, I still, I'll get out of the house and I've been going for walks just to get the heart of God, just to sense what God is really saying. Are you with me? A sense, that inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Now you might be saying, well, okay, if I listen and I pay attention and I, I sense, what about if I act it out? What about if I'm wrong? But what about if you're right? If it's just contained, contained here today, imagine what you could do out in your world, in your community with uh, respect and sensitivity and love. Imagine what you could do. Imagine. You might be saying, what about if I'm wrong? What about if you're right? Listen with your ears and eyes to obey. Isaiah 28, 29 says, listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. So today I want to encourage you to pay attention to what God speaks. That, that inner voice, that, that gut feeling, that I don't want to get secular and say that intuition, but just a sense of God speaking to you. 
And the way you do that is to pay attention, but to practice. I hope this encourages you. So maybe you will still read from your tablet, but maybe, maybe you'll just get that, that book out, that Bible, the one that's sitting on the shelf, get it out and start to read. Pay attention to the pages. Incline your ear. Open up your eyes. Get it into your heart so you can live a fruitful and prosperous life in him. The second thing, pay attention to what comes out. Pay attention to what comes out. You know, just look at me for a moment if you wouldn't mind that when you're speaking to people, just as a, as a side thing, is that listen to what you're saying. Pay attention. For me, nowadays, my wife says, Nicholas, I just think you're talking too much. Sorry I have to admit that because no one here talks too much. But I now listen, am I talking too much? What am I saying when I'm speaking? I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to my senses. I'm paying attention. What is God actually saying to me? What am I saying? I'm listening. I'm listening to understand. I'm, I'm listening not with judgment, but to understand. In Proverbs 4, 23, above all else, guard your heart or keep your heart for everything flows from it. Dig a little deeper. Pay attention to the condition of your heart. To think, well, the Bible says what? As a person thinks, so is Sorry? So a person thinks, so is. And then we come to the, the issue of our mouth. Out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. So pay attention to these areas of our life. Our actions reflect who we are, even our habits. But as, as a side note, can I encourage you to pay attention to those around you and pay attention to those that are speaking to you, especially on Father's Day. You know, husbands, pay attention to your wives. Wives, pay attention to your husbands. Parents, pay attention to your children. Children, pay attention to your parents. For me, I'm at home sometimes, and my youngest, the last one that's home, says, Dad, 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 Nicholas, what? It's incredible. Just pay attention. Mobile phones, they're exciting things. But pay attention. And I just want to come to a close that I want to encourage us all to be people as Christians and followers of Christ to pay attention to what God speaks. Pay attention to what comes out of our mouth. We need to practice, we need to train. Those of you that have got children that have, um, you, you watch your children ride a bike. Who remember, remembers or as a parent remembers your children learning how to ride a bike? The first time they get on there, you get a little nervous. You, you're running alongside them just in case so they don't drop the bike. But there will come a time they fall off. Just because they fall off, it doesn't mean you don't encourage them to get back on again. Just because it wasn't a good experience, you've got to get them back on. And the more they do it, the better they become. And then all of a sudden, there's a sense of confidence that they can ride. You've got an assurance. Why? Because they kept on practicing. You train them. You keep on practicing. You keep on training. 
It's like here today in church life, the meetings that we attend. There is sometimes, listen, listen, sometimes you don't feel God. But it doesn't change that God is true. And it doesn't change that he's not with us. Because his word says his presence is with us wherever we go. It doesn't change that he's good. It doesn't change that he's faithful. It doesn't change that he's, you know, sovereign. It doesn't change any of that. It doesn't change. For he says, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. So if you feel it or not, that's not the issue. There's sometimes you do feel that tangible sense of God's presence. But there's other times you don't. And can I be honest with you? It's been those times there've been incredible meetings because you step out in faith and God does something. Like he's about to do amongst us tonight. We all have seasons in our life. You know, those things that Pastor Martin had mentioned, those valleys. And we can become sometimes neglectful. And at times we, unintentionally, God is a sovereign God. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. Unintentionally, we, we give him no thought. But isn't it great that we know that God never changes and his love towards us never changes? Isn't it good that he, 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 he wants our attention so he'll keep on pursuing us? You know, Jesus, we talked about Jesus, we've sung about Jesus. He is all the fullness of God. He's given his life for us. Then the Bible says that all of the, you know, the fullness of God is in him. We've received him. Therefore, the fullness of God is in you and I. Did you realize that the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that's living in you? Come on, did you realize the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is the same power that is living within you? And some of you need the resurrection power of God. You need the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit in your life tonight. You've come expectant. Let's believe God together. In Psalms 46 verse 10, be still and know. Can we just be still and know and pay attention? Psalms 34 verse 8, taste and see. Everyone say see. We were given some beautiful chocolates tonight. How many are taking yours home? If I give you this chocolate and I show it to you, you know exactly what's in that package, don't you? You see it. You only see it, its goodness. You only see its goodness. It may not be good for you. This. You only see its goodness because you've tasted it. If you never tasted it, you would never see its goodness. So what does it mean to taste and see that the Lord is good? It's a metaphor. You can't physically taste God, but you experience God. You experience His goodness. And when you start to experience His goodness, you have tasted His goodness, you start to see His goodness. So no matter what I do with this chocolate, despite if it's good for you or not, you've tasted it, you now have seen it. And because you've seen it, you know what it tastes like. And it's the same with God. You experience God, you've talked about His goodness, 
Pay attention to his goodness. Pay attention. Slow down. Listen. Look. Take some time out. Just to pay attention to God. You know, the Bible says is to seek God. To seek God is to seek his face. Does that mean that we've got to go and try to find God? Are we trying to find God? Not at all. Basically, we're encouraged to seek God. Why? Because sometimes in our life when we're not paying attention, the presence of God is hidden by so many things that the presence of God now needs to be manifested, not unmanifested in our life. So when we start to seek God and we pay attention to God, it's amazing how His presence, we start to be aware, we perceive His presence in our life. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. His presence is with you. Amen. So I want to close with this. A statement that I found, and I want you to use this as a bit of homework this week as you endeavor to pay attention. You know, while I've been here, I, I've been opening the window where I'm staying and you might think this is a little bit, oh, Nicholas, but I've been enjoying listening to the birds. There's been a lot of birds out there. I'm not talking about the guys that are looking for birds. I'm talking about birds, okay, real birds, birds that fly, okay? Now listen, listen. I was listening to the wonderful noises the birds were making. The only reason why I took notice of that because I was paying attention. The things that we have become so familiar with, the things that we live with every day of our life, maybe we've taken for granted, just maybe we've taken things, just stop and pay attention. Take that time to pray. Take that time to hear from God. You've got pastors that I know sense God in such a real way. Why? Because they take time out out of the busyness of life. And they are busy, but they still take time to hear from God, the voice of God. They sense something from God, and then they act upon it. And I love people like that. But you can too. And I close with this statement. Focus on what God is doing instead of what you're doing for Him. Focus on what God is doing instead of what you're doing for Him. Amen. Can we give God a great hand of praise?